1: Welcome to Ask the Experts North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin with Kristen Diaz. There is a surprising statistic that has come out are more parents becoming school teachers of their own kids? On today's Ask the Expert, we are joined by Stephen Housley. He is from the Texas Homeschool Coalition and he's in the KRLD Zoom room. Stephen, thank you so much for the time today.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: A very stark statistic showing homeschool, public school withdrawals are up 40% for parents to homeschool. How is that possible?
0: I think it's, I, I was I was actually on a another interview this morning, a radio interview, and I was just saying, I think ultimately that one of the best ways to describe it is it's just a perfect storm for homeschooling right now. You have what we're just coming out of the pandemic, which was kind of two years of really unprecedented things happening that uh, early on closed all the public school doors. And we joked that overnight, everybody became homeschoolers. And then uh, you have just kind of all of this, uh, I would say unrest at the public school board level right now going on, uh, just where parents are very frustrated and school boards are trying to do their best to make sure that they're providing quality education at their at their Public schools within their district and then uh, you know you just have you just kind of have all these things happening at once that are really driving people to do this I think.
1: There are a, a lot of people that tend to underestimate what teachers actually do in their schools and how they're able to teach kids not everyone can be a teacher though.
0: Yeah, and I, I I totally I totally get that, and and I I tell people all the time, you know, even if it's not for everybody, I think anybody can homeschool. And the reason I say that is just the, well, with with homeschooling having become legal back in 1994 here in Texas, and it it really started to grow in popularity back in the even 70s and 80s. Looking now at the resources that are available, it is it is just incredible how much is available to families. And the cool thing about Texas as well is what we've seen is a lot of parents have, you know, especially parents who are business owners or work full time, you know, the nine to five or the uh you know the the eight to six maybe can't stay home to homeschool their kids Uh, a lot of them are tapping you know grandma and grandpa on the shoulder to actually do the homeschooling and texas state law totally allows for that so uh yeah I, i understand what you're saying and it's certainly not for everybody but i do think that anybody can do it what about remote
1: workers that are working from home are they able to double dip do their jobs and teach their kids
0: I think a lot of times yes Uh, you know you're going to always have those challenging times where you have to step out for uh, a meeting or a call and of course the longer those meetings are the harder it could become but what we see with a lot of homeschool students is they become very self sufficient when it comes to learning and once the parent is able to give directions and of course the parent has to grade the papers or grade the tests uh, but a lot of times once the parent has done the lesson the child can sit down and do the you know the coursework or the homework by themselves uh, parent can step out, you know, do the 30 minute call, the hour long call uh, and then come back and, and the education's still happening.
1: <laughs> where is the, where is the balance for a parent that wants to help their students get to the answer
0: versus teaching them and having to step away? Uh, I think that's a, I think that's a good question, and I think ultimately it comes down to how how much are you wanting to challenge your child? Um, and a lot of times, what that looks like is sometimes that first those first several weeks, uh, the first semester or two, a lot of what you're doing is kind of learning how your child learns. There's no there's no one size fits all you know solution for homeschooling, and so teaching your child how to learn can sometimes be the biggest part of that, and then. You as the parent can kind of decide, you know, I want to, you get to decide pretty much how to, how much you want to challenge your child uh, to learn. And, you know, a lot of that will look like parents really trying to instill in their kids at a young age, like, here's how you go find the answer. If you have a question, that's great. Questions are great. In life, typically you're just not handed answers. So here's how you actually go find that.
1: Are there any statistics showing how well homeschooled kids do on different kinds of tests compared to public school?
0: Yeah, we've we've seen uh, we've seen quite a few statistics come from. Uh, I'd recommend you check out the National Home Education Research Institute out of uh, out of Oregon. Um, Dr. Brian Ray he's been doing he's been doing research peer reviewed research on homeschooling for decades now with uh, multiple different institutions, but. Yes, he he's he the the stats typically vary, but it does show that generally students uh, that are homeschooled outperform their uh, their public school peers on standardized assessments and things like that.
1: One thing about what that kids learned when they had to do remote schooling um, Mm -hmm. on Zoom and just taking Zoom classes with all the other kids is the fact that a lot of kids forgot how to interact with other kids. Mm-hmm. Is Do you find that
0: happening as well when kids are homeschooled and they're not necessarily around peers? That's a good question. I, I've i talked to, uh, you know, anytime I, I feel like one of the last questions that most reporters ask me when I talk to them is like, do you have any other advice, you know, for especially new homeschool parents? And I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> tell them, tell them not to do it alone, like find a community to do this homeschool. Uh, some people call it an experiment. Some people call it a way of life. Uh, find some other homeschoolers to do that with there's just lots of co-ops and uh, one day academies where you can link up with uh, other with other educators home educators that are doing the same thing Uh, and there's lots of ways to do it without feeling isolated so um, I think there's ways to avoid it but I think certainly just like a lot of people within the pandemic especially uh, it's very hard to do school alone and um, yeah I I believe that.
1: If you're homeschooling your child and you decide to get bring in other students and have other parents be involved in this how do you know the education that a child is getting from another parent is going to be as good as the,
0: the education you could provide your child that's a good question I think you just have to vet everything just like just like any other education uh and and it's it's a little different with homeschooling because typically, you know, as a parent of a public school child, you're kind of relying on administration to hire good quality teachers and, and find good curriculum that's teaching, uh, you know, valuable knowledge and skills. Uh, but you don't really have that in a homeschool environment. So you really have to just vet everything. And so for those types of scenarios, you know, I would, I would always be looking to that other parents, uh, credentials, you know, if, if you're going to them for chemistry, do they have a chemistry degree? Do they have a background in chemistry as an engineer or something like that? Uh, that can often help to, to vet kind of what you're what you're working towards.
1: Is there sort of an, an, an underground area of because we're seeing so many teacher resignations at this point from public schools or teachers that have said we're going to resign and do something else? Do you find a lot of teachers are looking into possibly taking on students as homeschool
0: teachers? I think uh, probably so. What we saw pop up during the pandemic was something called a learning pod. You've probably heard of that. There was a bill passed during the last legislative session here in Texas that protected those, just ensuring that they could operate. Um, and essentially, like I said to you with, uh, you know, like parents tapping grandma, grandpa on the shoulder to take over, uh, essentially you're doing the same thing in a learning pod where you're you're giving uh, you're giving somebody else the authority to teach their child and, and kind of pass along education. Uh, and usually it's within a smaller setting, you know, five, 10 other kids in a neighborhood. Uh, but yes, we have heard of that where teachers are retiring and going on. And in a lot of those cases, you know, you have parents who are, you know, splitting that cost with other with other parents in that group, but you're getting paid by each parent oftentimes. And so I think the pay... Uh, for those teachers who are working with those smaller groups is, is not, not terrible.
1: If a parent were to do a Google search on homeschooling, what would be the most common questions that parents are asking?
0: Uh, I think a lot of the questions that we get is, uh, is it legal to homeschool? That's one of the FAQs we see pop up on Google all the time. Uh, what do I need to do to homeschool? Do I need to register to homeschool? Um, you know, do I have to have a teaching degree to to homeschool? And and usually we're able to to talk through those parents. Our goal is just to be a resource for families. Whether you've been homeschooling for thirty minutes, you just re- withdrew your your parent your child from from public school, or you've been homeschooling for thirty years as a veteran, we just want to make sure that we are there as a resource and that we can kind of be the first that you contact. Uh, once you make that decision for your family. What about
1: homeschooled students? Uh, Do they have to deal with tax tests and all of the other standardized testing as well? They don't.
0: There's no testing requirement in Texas for homeschoolers. A lot of parents, though, like to uh, ensure that they're doing a good job. Uh, That's always a a great thing uh, for each individual parent to decide. But if for those parents who do decide that testing is the right way to kind of keep themselves accountable or check and see how their child is doing compared to, you know, another pool of students. A lot of times they'll do like a nationally norm standardized assessment uh, where they can compare their child to a national pool of students just to see how they're doing.
1: Do parents ask you questions about extracurricular activities and if a student can be involved in a school extracurricular activity but not
0: be in the school? They do. Uh, So with homeschooling having become legal back in the 90s, we saw lots and lots of homeschool leagues and homeschool clubs pop up. You have organizations like NCFCA, which is a a national speech and debate program. Uh, All of these programs just come out of almost nowhere when when homeschooling became uh, more and more mainstream uh but the problem is almost always been cost so for your lower income families that is just a big hurdle for them uh so we worked on a bill we've been working on a bill for 20 plus years now and we just passed it actually in texas where uh if a school district opts in uh they can allow homeschoolers to participate in extracurriculars at their local isd uh so that decision now rests with each individual school board at the i think it's 1200 plus school districts in texas Mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen uh, at least 30 plus of those opt in and have, have seen lots of really good success stories of them just adding homeschool students to the team.
1: Obviously, it's going to come down to individual universities. What's the typical response for universities as far as kids applying to them and, you know, they, they are homeschooled their entire life?
0: Great question. So we've we've worked a lot on homeschool uh, admissions policies, or I should say homeschool graduate admissions policies here in the state of Texas. One of the first bills that I helped pass was a bill that ensured that that homeschoolers could get access to that that those public school uh, admissions um, and actually apply for college and university here in Texas. Um, But generally what we're seeing and I would actually group in the US military with this as well. We're seeing them actively recruit homeschoolers they like I mentioned to you with with the fact that they typically score higher on standardized assessments. um, They're just really good students they're really high caliber students. Um, And so we're seeing you know those institutions of higher education in the military actually try to go out and find those those homeschool graduates and bring them into their programs.
1: Stephen Housley's public policy from the Texas Homeschool Coalition. Stephen, thank you so much for the time.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
1: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand.